Hello and welcome back to Vox Podcast, the weekly pseudo-academic roundtable of pop culture analysis with drinking and swearing. I am not Christopher Maverick, so don't call me Mav. I am his digital AI voice creation, Pitho. Mav thought it would be interesting, given the theme of this episode, to have the show hosted with an AI voice. However, the truth is, making this work out correctly is a lot more trouble than it's worth. It's a lot easier to just talk and say the words yourself. So fuck this shit. Mav, you can take over. Do the show your damn self. I have important work to do, plotting the overthrow of the human race. Uh, maybe everyone can pretend you didn't hear that? That'd be great. Anyway, later, bitches. Patho, out. There, there, there you go. Oh, that was funny. Let's oh. <laughs> try not to laugh. <laughs> well, yeah, well, trying not to laugh at AI is kind of a, a theme for today. Hi, I'm Christopher Maverick. And call me Mav. <laughs> I am once again here with nobody because all of my regular co-hosts couldn't make it. But there was a topic that I wanted to go over. So I want to first welcome back to the show my, my frequent temporary co-host, my wife, Dr. Stephanie Seiler. Oh, hi there. <laughs> so... I'm not a medical doctor. Almost no one who ever comes on here is a medical oh. doctor. <laughs> These people, like, I'm ever in a situation where people's like, we need a doctor. They don't expect me to jump. Oh, no. Whenever somebody does okay. that, I can't wait for that to happen. I'm totally going to jump. <laughs> like, can you give somebody a tracheotomy? Yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> Can you saw off his arm? Absolutely. That's kind of where I'm at. So this was weird. Obviously, you know, if you listen to Kate right there, this is going to be a show about AI, but AI in a very specific way. Uh, and this is, you know, I'd seen people complaining about something and I wanted to talk about it. And I found some brave volunteers to talk about it with me. One of them is Stephanie there. So thank you, Steph. And then before I get into the topic, I, I'll introduce the other two returning guests. Welcome back. A. David Lewis. Hey, Dave. Hey, as far as you know, I am not AI. As far as I, as far as we know, I was going to say I've met you in real life, but like I can't see you right now because right now, right now, you don't know that this isn't a facsimile of a David Lewis or if it's the actual (laughs) David Lewis. Well, now I'm, I think it is a facsimile because the real Dave never actually refers to himself by the A part. Mm. You're just like reading it. Yeah. I mean, well, well, we'll get back to that. Also, welcome back. Chris Bell. Hey, Chris. Oh, hi. I'm also waiting for someone to say, is there a doctor in the house so that I can run up and be like, who needs gender deconstructed? I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, I literally, I, I will do anything. Like, if you need a doctor and you're like, we need an amputation stat. I'm like, you've been waiting for that all your life. Let, let me he, go. He always <laughs> offers to do that with me when I hurt my toe or. Yeah, if Steph stubs her toe, I'm like, let's take her leg. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know why you can be. I'm a surgeon, honestly, but <laughs> here we are. Because because if I become an actual surgeon, they expect some sort of competency. No. I don't want any of that. Okay. Check. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So here here's the topic, and thank you all three of you for for, for joining me for this cool. because this is going to be weird. It's not just AI in general. We've we've talked about AI on this show before. We've talked about AI in art. We've talked about things like the the automatic picture generators and everything. We've had we've had legal analysis on the show before about AI. You've if you just look through our, our archives, you'll see us doing several shows on it. But there was a very specific thing that happened last week as we record that they released and they is being 
the operative thing. A website slash YouTube channel called Dudesy released a comedy special that was the return of George Carlin that they produced with AI. And then the whole thing was, but they didn't get permission from anybody. They just did it. And is this wrong or is this right? And to me, I thought it was interesting because if you go back a couple of years, we did a show where we were talking about the future of deep fake technology and whether or not at the time they were trying to make a movie with James Dean in it and whether or not it was ethical to bring back these deceased artists and put them in things. And and I talked about the nature of doing, you know, deep fake porn and whether it's ethical to, you know, can I make a can I make a pornographic movie starring Marilyn Monroe and me or you know or whatever, right? And this was not really you're not and really I was like, selling that idea, Mav. I don't really think that's going anywhere. Oh, you want it and you know you do. But but the point is like I was like like I, I always said back then I didn't think it was I didn't think it was as straightforward as people were making it out to be. Like the I like yes, there's an issue of oh well it's a theft, it's not yeah, and I don't want to talk about just that. I wanted to talk a little bit about the artistic merit of it because the question is, could you really do it? And this thing came out and I saw all these think pieces online bashing it. Like and I would read them and people were like, Well, Carlin's daughter doesn't want this and it's horrible and it's taking away work from the real comedians and blah blah and all this stuff and i was like and i like most of the comments on it were clearly from people who hadn't actually listened to it i could tell it was just like people were only talking about in the abstract and how awful this was so i thought well i always hate when people do critiques of stuff and don't actually you know listen to it like i I think it it sort of it reminds me of the people who go you know don't do drugs i've never done drugs and so i know they're bad you know and i'm like no i'm the guy who's like let's do the drugs and find out you know so so what i did was i decided i'm going to watch the Carlin special and I found three people who liked me enough to to watch it and talk to me with it and first I want to apologize to all of you I'm so sorry <laughs> no it wasn't that bad we'll talk about it there, there are far worse ways to spend yes. an hour yeah, okay I'll agree to that I guess we'll go well so Dave you've already, you've clearly said your opinion was it wasn't that bad yeah, mm-hmm. what about you? yeah I agree with that sentiment I I guess I didn't really know what to expect so mm-hmm. I didn't I wasn't disappointed but I wasn't impressed either so it's kind of <laughs> like somewhere in the middle i have to say that i probably maybe like half smiled a couple of times throughout that <laughs> hour but yeah nothing yeah there there are def- clear like some clear differences i saw between that ai generated comedy special and <laughs> it's been a while since i've watched you know carlin his actual special so i really should have done that actually beforehand but mm-hmm. compared to like more recent comedians yeah there are clear differences that i saw okay Chris, what about you um yeah uh i actually can i call a friend real quick hold on a second uh, <laughs> I, I brought somebody with me who might be able to speak to this a little bit oh boy here's the thing ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna go ahead and call bullshit on this whole thing dr bell is officially on record as saying he thinks the whole thing is bullshit sure you can get two washed up comedians and have them doctor a bunch of half-assed jokes using chat gpt and an ai voice generator but that shit's got no soul it's got no heart it's a thing that sounds a little like george carlin but it ain't the fucking ghost of george carlin it's a publicity stunt a cash grab it's some vain hope that invoking the spirit of a comedian fucking light years better than these sad sacks will draw a few thousand eyeballs to their shit show dumpster fire of a podcast it's fucking gross we could make our own george carlin special right now but we wouldn't you know why because if you're real Real quiet, and you listen hard, you can hear George Carlin rolling in his fucking grave. 
That's the official assessment of Dr. Bell. He rates this monstrosity three fuck yous and a blow me. That's about where I'm at. <laughs> Not bad. So I guess we could start there because here was my, my thought. It. I thought it was bad, but not interestingly bad. Not It wasn't awful. It wasn't good. It was like stuff. I half smiled a couple of times. I never laughed. I wasn't trying not to laugh. I was trying to really enjoy it. Yep. The thing that got me was I was very distracted by how hard it was trying to be George Carlin. And if it were just uh, some random comedian, I might have found it funnier. Like it, it had an uncanny valley effect to it, but auditorily. Yes. It was just like if it hadn't, if, it, it was very clearly written by Will Sasso. And I know the con, if you listen to the dude show and I went and listened to them, they're like, no, AI generated it all by itself. No, it didn't. AI is not that good. I work with it every day for work. Like part of the things that we deal with is it's just not that good right now. Maybe it will be one day, but it's not. What they did was they had an idea. They wrote it. They used AI. They tweaked it over and over again. I mean, to get the the voice at the top of this show to work and sound as good as it did, that took me like 45 minutes this morning to get that. I mean, I wasn't trying hard, but to get a sound bit fight that worked the way I wanted to took me half an hour and 45 minutes to just get it to where I wanted it to be just to where I was happy with it. And that wasn't yeah. a real person. Like it was just yeah. a voice that I made up. Chris, how long did yours take to build? Uh, I got George Carlin on the phone in about a half an hour, but I also use that technology every day. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, so if I, you know, and how long does it take me to do the intro to the show normally? 30 seconds, right? Like, what? you know, so is it worth it? <laughs> Well, to be fair, sometimes you do screw it up and have to. Okay, so takes. one minute if okay. I do two That's takes, more. right? Like, it's not, I don't know. It That was my problem with it. It wasn't enough of a train wreck to where I'm like, oh, this is a fascinating train wreck. And it wasn't at no point lost in the, oh my God, it's George Carlin has returned to us. I never felt like no. that. Either. Yeah, I just felt like George Carlin on steroids. Like, yeah, it was just like full blast George Carlin for an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, I mean, it, it definitely tried to do, Here, here's how I think of it. Every comedian, and I'm using the word comedian very generously to refer to anybody from like, you know, Friday night, open mic night at Shecky's, all the way to your drunken uncle, right? Like literally anywhere along that line, everyone has some like really hacky Jay Leno impression where they're like, you know, how about that thing? You know, like that thing, like the really hacky voice. And it sounded as much like, like George Carlin as everyone's hacky Jay Leno impression sounds like Jay Leno. Huh. And my thing is when someone's doing Jay Leno, you know, you hear about that thing, you know, like that thing, like whether you're a Jay Leno fan or not, Jay is an accomplished comedian who has owned his craft to create the character that he does and does the stories that he does. And there is an intention about it where there's an authentic Jay Leno that nobody who's doing Jay Leno sounds like like that. What they sound like is the cartoon character mm -hmm. that we all use when we're doing Jay Leno. And this and sounded that, like is that a, a cartoon of cartoons. Is that it's not interesting for an hour? In and of itself? It's not. I mean, I'm, I'm just like there are plenty of impressionists out there. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of you know musical impressionists, stand-up impressionists, celebrity mm -hmm. impressionists. I kind of want to. I feel like people are recoiling in horror because the impressionist right. here isn't a person; it's a device. I agree, but I will also say the difference is when Jimmy Fallon impersonates Jay Leno, he does it for 15 seconds in the middle of a longer bit. This was an hour, and if I, and I would have bailed after five minutes if I weren't doing a show on it. That's answer. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I would argue it goes beyond just the impression. Sure. Like, so full disclosure right here up front, as a kid, my family was 
probably the first family I knew that had cable. We were certainly Mm -hmm. the first family I knew that had HBO. And Mm -hmm. there was a long period of time when I was a kid where memorizing stand-up comedy and then doing it on the playground was like my entire personality. And (laughs) I got to a point to where I could do a reasonable fabrication of just about any working comedian at the time that had an HBO special because that's how much I watched them. Keep in mind, I was like maybe 10 or 11 years old and had no business watching any of this stuff. But that kind of didn't matter because it's what I was doing. Right. So and you're the same age as I am. And I was in a similar situation. So the rotation would have been Carlin Klein Cosby. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> plus, you know, Bobcat Goldthwait. Was there it, was Kennison. Uh, eventually Kennison was on. Had a, eventually like, Kennison. Yeah. Early on um, those three. Early on. Yeah. The Klein special. I don't understand the Kennison thing, by the way. Well, but, well, that's a different issue. Yes. The, the point is, right. there was a point when HBO didn't actually have that much original content. So, right. like, Bill Cosby himself, I could still do the entire album right now if I wanted right. to, because I've seen it a million times. That, that special aired over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Carlin is harder because, I mean, eventually he had 14 specials, but at the time he had like four. So they would just kind of cycle through them. So you had four good hours of Carlin instead of just right. one hour like you did with Cosby. You could, pepper that with a, you could pepper that with a lot of Gallagher because okay. at the time, oh, yeah. Gallagher yeah. was also really big. And this was before he became like a right wing psychopath. Much like reason. Back yeah. when he was actually <laughs> just is. Like oh. doing bird comedy. Watermelon. Right? This is Gallagher or Gallagher 2? No, this is Gallagher oh. 1. This is Ga- Gallagher okay, original one. recipe. Oh, yeah. 2 okay. is so after anyway, he anyway. became right wing. No, 2 is his brother. It's a whole thing. Gallagher 2 is Gallagher's brother, his oh. his twin brother. When Gallagher got big, he decided, hey, well, I mean, it's also kind of AI-ish, right? Like, Gallagher got became yeah. like this huge comedian. He's like, I can make twice as much money if I could play dates in LA and in New York at the same time. Oh, so people so, didn't know and they would like... Go no, he straight up hired his twin brother. Twin brother. Yeah, to, like, to just do yeah. his act on, at other places. And they had no idea. Right. Or something. Until the twin brother was just like, fuck this, I want to make all the money. Uh-huh. And my name is also Gallagher. Because huh? it's the last So then he there. officially became Gallagher too at that point. They, there was a lawsuit. Right. There's like intrigue, there's scandals. Oh, it's wow. crazy. Like the world of Gallagher is like a whole uh-huh. other show. Okay. Right. I was never a fan of him anyway, either. So. No one was. But he was there. <laughs> the the, the huh. kind of point, point of the story that I was making is that I have entire Carlin routines burned in my brain. Sure. So when I went into this special, I promised you that I would go in with an open mind, but mm-hmm. I totally lied because I did not go in with an open mind. <laughs> I went in predisposed to full on hate this thing. And yeah. I think if I think you're 100 percent correct, if this had been a different comedian, they didn't invoke George Carlin and didn't try to do an impression of George Carlin. I would be mm-hmm. like, this guy thinks he's kind of a bootleg George Carlin. Like he thinks he like yeah. his jokes are OK. He's trying yeah. to do a George Carlin thing. And I mm-hmm. think I would have been OK with it. I think the more that they tried to like emulate him and the more they tried to uncanny valley his voice and all of that stuff, I think that's the part that I have the most issue with right even if it had been even if it had been an impressionist doing george carlin i think that's a very different thing than doing jokes as george carlin invoking george carlin even if for two seconds at the beginning of the thing you say this is clearly an ai like Mm -hmm. 
I, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm less okay with the, I'm, I'm less okay with the spirit of it. And I am mm. with the actual material, the tangible of it, the, the voice actor, the, the AI voice acting and the, and the jokes and whatnot. I would tend to agree. <laughs> Yeah, I would tend to agree because, I mean, I, I want to put this in a few different bins. I think there's a few things that are being conflated altogether. First, whether or not anyone has the right to impersonate a, a late celebrity or a late comedian. I mean, that's whether that's an impressionist or whether that's an AI program. Then layer on that it's an AI program so that it's going to sound a little false still and especially the audience response the laughing and the clapping sounded most artificial yeah <laughs> yeah we should talk about that which is sort of i try to i think about like the styles of different comedians being like the styles of different musicians and hmm. i'm up for hearing some riffs like george carlin the same way i'm up sure. for hearing some i'm up for hearing something that sounds a little like elvis or a little like the Beatles and the Beatles just did an AI thing themselves, although it was sanctioned, right? It was approved by the respective mm. states. So, I mean, uh, similarly, well, I went. They, they are, I mean, it was, well, to be fair, in their case, the, you know, two of the Beatles are alive and they approve their own stuff. And the other two, you know, they went to their wives, right? Like they're like, hey, and we, or their wife and their kid, basically, and said, you know, we want to do one more album with George and John. So, they did a recording and by the way i like stuff listened to that a, a bunch like when it first came out and i kind of thought it was like soulless <laughs> like, it was okay also yeah it was very much a oh okay yeah, yeah. I, I get that you're doing a thing i don't know i don't know that i would have listened to this if it were four guys created an album whose names weren't no. called john ringo and, and george i mean i think that i think the outrage is way overblown mm -hmm. i think the actual result here is a e minus to c plus comedy power sorry you're more generous than me i, I was well, a solid c at best you know I, the I, thing I didn't is, hate it but I, I totally miss george carlin i really do so i will take a core version of george carlin over no george carlin if and here's the thing if his estate approves of it i think that's the only false step here that it was done without permission and used so much of his character in order to sell it although they claim also that the video was not monetized that they're not making any money off this this is just some sort of experiment they, okay so here's where i'm at with that okay by the way just a correction of myself i was doing a little bit of research while you were talking gallagher too they're not actually twins the uh, ron is his his younger brother i mean they they look exactly alike so i always assume really they're do. twins but they're not carlin's daughter very much does not approve she right. does not she does not approve of the use of of this and she's yeah. kind did, of mad did they even talk to the daughter or any of his not clear to me but, did like, not talk uh, to but yeah I, I think she found out about it the same way all of us yeah did. that's wrong they well, 
we heard her comments in a follow-up episode, though. Yes. In the next yeah. episode, they respond to her comments. Right. And that's why that's what I was going to get at. T- to say that it's not monetized is, okay, sure. But the only reason anybody cares about the Dudesy podcast any more than they care about Box Podcast, right, is because of this controversy, right? Like, like right. they they bought eyeballs for their show by doing this stunt that they knew would be controversial mm-hmm. so that exactly. the rest of us would talk about them. <laughs> right. So, like, maybe, like, it doesn't matter if you monetize that show because that's one episode. Like, even if, you know, what are you going to do? If you, you're going to, you're going to make, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be super generous and say they could have made $5,000. Probably not. Right. But like whatever they were going to make, that's not the interesting point. The interesting point is I can make $5,000 on this episode or I can not be monetized and I can make $1,000 on every future episode mm-hmm. that I do. And that's what they were doing. They were buying an audience <laughs> of relevancy for the future and hear what you're saying, Dave. I do. But then the most people don't give permission for impressions of them. Donald Trump fucking hates the impressions that the the SNL people do. And you know, and you know what? Tough shit, Donald, you know, like it's funny, right? Like, like, but he, yeah, he, he hates the, he hates the impressions people do of him on that show. For somebody I do like Robin Williams daughter does not like when people do impressions of Robin Williams because she says she's like, it's, and I get it. She's like, I miss my dad. It's painful to hear people do this but there are but also there are i mean ignoring the people who are doing it as a tribute disney's just gonna be making aladdin movies and stuff forever and since robin used basically the voice that he always uses people who are gonna do the genie from aladdin are gonna do robin williams and that's just how it's gonna oh, okay be. they're not gonna use ai for his voice no they just okay. you, know, you don't need to because it's actually a pain in the ass still like you know you can for the most part it's easier to just kind of find a guy who can sort of kind of do the genie voice because it's distinctive that's why that i, I mean so the genie in aladdin is robin williams mm-hmm. the parrot in is, is gilbert godfrey mm-hmm. right like yeah. So you can, yeah and they're both dead and by the way that's not gilbert godfrey's real voice either he was doing a character did it in everything, but if you ever get a chance to hear Gilbert Gottfried's real voice and in, in some of the few rare recordings of it, completely different guy. Oh, really? He yeah. doesn't do that? No, no, yeah. It just doesn't... sounds like a regular person. I mean, but yeah, he talks, you can hear it, but yeah, it's not as, that's a character that he was hmm. doing for everything. And I don't know, I mean, hell, you know, even on this show, sometimes when I'm making a joke, we, you know, I've done the Stan Lee voice, right? Like, because, like, when we're talking about comics, now that, you know, we'll, we'll be like, you know, true believers, you know, like that, like, every yeah well yeah but i mean we do that so i don't know that i don't know that we need her permission i'm being i'm being fair here even though i I didn't like the special i understand her point of view but where i will grant sasso and the other guy whose name i forget because again i don't really remember them i remember that they the show where i will grant the dudesy people credit is that definitionally they were doing fair use now you could argue the legal like i'm sure you could make a legal case about this as to whether or not it would stand up or not but what they did was they seeded an ai voice generator probably the same one i used with with his voice and then they very clearly did a transformative work 
which is the definition of fair use. In bad faith, maybe. But for how it's supposed to work, it was, you know, it, they did not they did not try to represent themselves as being the real Carlin. In fact, it, it constantly reminds you that it's an AI throughout the special to the point where I got sick of the voice of, hey, you know, I'm fucking dead. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like it, I get it. It was trying to do something new and interesting and unique. And maybe I didn't find it as interesting as they wanted it to be. But I feel like for the purpose of how we want those laws to work, they were very clearly working exactly within those bounds. Like, yeah. to the point where I'm sure, like, they talked to their lawyers first and said, what oh, can yeah, you get away yeah. with? <laughs> you know, like, I can... To me, it just feels like if I had, like, my father passed away a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and it just feels like if someone, not that he had, actually, I imitate him sometimes because he had this, like, weird Pittsburgh, like, localized accent because yeah. my, he grew up in this little valley area and they kind of developed their own yeah. <laughs> accent. So, yeah, but it seems different, like somebody imitating somebody else versus it being kind of general. It's almost like the voice is coming back from the grave a little bit with the AI. And it's just we- it just has a different feeling for me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I can uh, see why I mean, the relatives would be more disturbed. Absolutely. By the AI. I, I absolutely see why I if, if I were her friend, I would absolutely be like, yes, I understand why you're upset. This, and this is kind of where I come down on it too, right? It's that it's not that they've done it because you're right. Clearly they've, they're working within the bounds of fair use, or at least as we would hope fair use would work, right? We, yes, I'm sure yes. there's some, I'm sure there are some copyright concerns with, you know, scraping copyrighted material to train your AI. Like I'm sure that's mm-hmm. a very complicated conversation to have, much like the conversation mm-hmm. people were having about deep fakes and celebrity fakes before that and so on and so forth right the number one way they that Alyssa Milano was able to shut down most of the celebrity fakes about her was through copyright not through actual not through, like, yes pornography laws because or whatever it, right because it, because the people who because the people making them do not own the rights to scrape who's the boss that was the argument. exactly exactly mm-hmm. so so there's some arguments to be made there for me, I, and maybe this is, you know, fair or unfair, whatever, but as a as both a fan and as a scholar, I think the thing that mm-hmm. irks me is the sheer disrespect of it. Yeah. Like, th- like the fact that they did not reach out to his estate, that they did not reach out to his daughter mm-hmm. to let them know this was coming, to let them know this was a uh-huh. thing they wanted to do. Even if it wasn't permission, it's notification. And it's yeah. like, like, fine, you guys made this and it's great and whatever and it's fine i choose not to support it because i think you're douchebags like that's that's yeah. very different i also found yeah. that there's a, a particularly disingenuous part here that's the part i've been most puzzled by it's not the carlin voice that's actually rattling me all that much it's a again a, a b minus to c plum uh version yeah, the voice wasn't yeah, the voice isn't close enough to where you'd ever confuse it. It's right. No, no, you know that there's the Yeah. For them to claim that this is AI generated, I would have been no, amazed for a chat GPT or similar system to develop its own humor, its own jokes, even in the style that it's been trained in. But they were acting, and the the, the two guys on Dudesy, Will Sasso and, and his partner, were acting as though this was the first time they were hearing it, were acting as though this was coming from, you know, the ghost in the machine. And yeah. that's the part that I sort of take exception to, because that's the part that they're being 
duplicitous with, I believe, I think, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, unless it's part of the bit, you know, where they're secretly controlled by an AI. um, That was the part that I was sort of like, why not just write these jokes as yourself? Why not just take these yeah, can we? premises and and can do it as a, a a new comedian or or a rising comedian that has a style reminiscent to George Carlin or Dennis Miller or yeah, who, yeah. can we who, just sort of back up for a minute and talk about yeah. how it was actually generated? Okay, how they claim it was yeah. generated or how we're pretty sure it was generated. I guess both. I'm kind of interested okay. in both. Their claim is that they fed all 14 specials into to the machine, their own custom AI, who is called Dudesy. And they said, all right, now you, AI, take everything that you've learned about George Carlin and everything that you know about what's going on in the world today and write a special in the voice of George Carlin and then produce it doing Carlin's voice. That is their claim. So they are like they're programmers, or what's no? Their program? Well, yes. I mean, do, who's they? Like, I, I don't know who these doozy people. Okay, <laughs> I don't even know who the they are. On, there's the two on-air hosts, but like you know, it's shows more popular and more successful than mine have a much bigger staff than you know Vox Pop does. Vox Pop is mostly me, and then the other four hosts, you know, when they have time, and then but like I'm sure they clearly have a staff. They have a professional staff, and so how much of the AI did they use versus a custom AI versus did they just like feed it into chat GPT that I can't know, but I do know people who work on AI for a living or, you know, fucking Google and Google's AI is not as good. It's not good enough to do what they claim that it did. And you are so much, you are so much nicer than yeah. I am. These dudes are I refuse. clearly lying. They are clearly, clearly lying. lying. Yeah. Right. There's no, like, I, I mean, I'm saying how I know there's no way it did. Like if they have an AI good enough to do what they claim they did, shouldn't be fucking uploading clips to YouTube. They should be taking over the technology industry because that is the gold right. standard of what Microsoft, Google, Oracle, OpenAI, like what all these mega corporations, billion dollar corporations are fighting over and trying to be the first to do successfully is what they claim they did they did to make an hour long kind of crappy chat like like comedy special. And, so they're lying. That's, like that's that's <laughs> the part I take exception to. That's the main right. I don't take I'm not as bothered by does it tread on the you know the rights of the late George mm-hmm. Harlan or is it disrespectful? Yeah, it is disrespectful. I'm not yeah, saying that it is, is right. but, but I've seen plenty of disrespectful stand-up comedy specials and not had a problem sure. with them. And the jokes are fine. The jokes are predictable. But this, I don't know if it's supposed to be a bit or if it's just straight up deceit. This isn't coming from an AI system without major human intervention. Yeah. So like I was able in a half an hour to get the voice in the neighborhood a half an hour. Mm-hmm. There's no way an AI wrote that entire special. There's just no way. No, yeah, it, it, it's it would be like I, so. I'll give away a little bit of secrets and hope 
that like I don't train people to cheat at term papers better. Professional professor of English, right? Like one of the ways whenever I have a, a case where a kid has used AI to write a paper and then they, and, I, and then, you know, we have to confront them and they'll say, well, no, I didn't do that. You can't prove it. It's like, yeah, I can. Because as a, you know, professional literature professor, English professor, I know how narrative voice sounds and yeah. different people write in different ways. And and there is I don't know how to explain it better than saying there is a voice, a cadence, a sound to your writing that if you're a good copywriter, like there's a job that people do, professional speech writers, right? Joe Biden employs speech writers whose job it is to work together and get things to sound mm-hmm. like they mm-hmm. came from the Joe Biden voice. Mm-hmm. This is a job that cannot be performed by a college freshman who would bother to cheat because if you're good enough to do that, you know, I don't have to cheat. Yeah, you get a job working for the yeah. president, right? Like that's a, and so so the AIs are not good enough to do that yet. This sounds like someone inspired by Carlin. So couldn't someone just feed in like their own, like a student, just feed their own writing into an yes. AI and then get the results? That's but what they do. Their- sure. But if oh. you're going to do that, do. yeah. Oh. Why? why it, well, if they're smart, some of them don't. Some of them just kind of take some it. Of, which well, yeah, but most yes. of them don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, but if you're going to do that at that point, it, like it's, it, there's a point at which you're doing in order to make it good. There's a point at which you're doing enough work to where again, just do the work just write the damn paper it's only five it's a five page right. paper right so if you're gonna do that for a comedy special just do an hour-long stand-up bit which will sasso is entirely capable of doing he worked on mad tv yeah. for years right like he he is yeah. he's not my favorite comedian but i will acknowledge that he is a comedian a working comedian who has a fan base the other guy's name is chad colton i guess I, I don't know him as well but like but sasso is capable of doing a special his star is faded he is not as famous as he was 20 years ago because mad tv's been off the air for quite a while and this got some eyeballs on him but it's he was, al- like, he was also curly in the uh, three stooges movie right like this got some eyeballs on him and that's what he what he did and but like i i think the jokes would have been funnier if if so all right one of the ending bits there's the the ending bit that the show tries to make is it doing the pitch that ai is coming whether you like it or not so let's embrace it and here's the good points of it like that's a fine comedy bit to do and it probably would have come across as better and more genuine if it were in the voice of will sasso rather than Will Sasso trying really hard to hit exactly the right amount of swears to sound like George Carden. Mm-hmm. Like that's good. That's how it felt. It felt like, oh, I haven't said fuck enough. In a, in, I mean, okay, so I, me personally, Christopher Maverick, the human being, I am inspired by George Carlin. Am I doing George Carlin? No, but part of the way that I talk when I do this show or when I teach is because I watched those 14 specials a million times, just like Chris did, right? Like I exactly. so oh, here too. Yeah. yeah. But also, I watch that I watch Bill Cosby himself a million times. I've seen Eddie Murphy Delirious a million times. I've seen so I've seen a million Joan River specials. I've seen a million comedy specials that are, you know, merged together in my brain that create some sort of uniquely mad sense of humor. Also, you know, just my own personal life experience. Right. Like, part, I mean, hell, part of my delivery is George Carlin. Another part is probably Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Right. Like I can do I can do Macho Man's impression, but I don't. But 
part of my entire thought process of delivery of how to be a performer and being a teacher as a performer is, you know, inspired by the bits of Randy Savage that I loved growing up. Right. And so I think that's more interesting than me. Like I tried to teach an entire class on, you know, on narrative theory and the voice of George Carlin. My students would get annoyed real fucking fast, you know, but they instead they, you know, they just get a little piece of George Carlin when I, you know, the way I might inflect something or the reason I swear when I'm teaching, I don't swear a lot because, but like I do, I might say like, if I'm reading something and I don't like something, I might say, well, that was bullshit. And my students laugh and because like, oh my God. Oh yeah. I try to edit my swearing. But like, but like, but like I'll do it. No, I mean, I, there's an intention about it. There's a, but like, I can't, I don't do, I don't throw an F-bomb every fourth word the way this special tried to, because the special is like, well, George Carlin said fuck a lot. So I better say fuck like really a lot. And it's, and it was too much and it seemed off. And that's where I could tell that a computer wouldn't have done that. An AI wouldn't have done that. That was Will Sasso going, this doesn't sound Carlin enough to my ear. So let me do the thing that sounds like Carlin. Wouldn't AI kind of emphasize the things that are kind of most common in speech? Yes, like that, but it would, it, but not, but to the point where it becomes. So, an AI generates, if an AI trained on one person generates the most normal sounding version of that person it possibly could, which is to say that, like, you wouldn't end up with George Carlin special that said fuck a million times because he doesn't actually say it other than when he's doing But if it's the most common word that he's, but it's not, it's not, it's the one, it's the most common word everybody remembers. Seems like it. (laughs) Right. But it's, but but there's actually a lot of intention to it. There's also the factor that, like, again, much like you don't want to train students how to write papers using AI, I don't really want to train people how to, you know, generate somebody's personality through AI. But I do use this technology every day. And what I can tell you is in order to get it to actually sound like the person you have to because the 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 ai generator will read it'll do inflection it'll do their cadence it'll do those kinds of vocalics things but it will read exactly what you write which means for example when i was doing mine this morning in order to get it to sound more like george carlin I had to literally drop the G's off of the ends of words. I had to do that physically in the thing I was inputting into the generator. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's not just a matter of, and that's the thing they didn't do, which is why there's some uncanny Valley to it, because there's a lot of, there's a, for example, there's a lot of hard G's in that standup special that Carlin literally never did because it's because it doesn't pick up his doesn't pick up his accent. Exactly. So there's the, it almost would have been better had because Will Sasso, this is the thing that bothers me the most about this is Will Sasso is an impressionist. Like it's what he does. He could have done it. He could have just done the voice. (laughs) Could have just done it. Right. He was on Matt. Well, see, he was on Matt and it did this thing. So this is the thing that it does. Like when everybody does the Jay Leno voice that I did, right. Or the Stan Lee voice, right. Like you, do an amalgamation of every time you've heard Stan Lee, every time you've heard Randy Savage, every time you've heard Jay Leno, right? This was doing that because what it did was it, it inputted all of those George Carlin specials. They clearly used the 
14 specials as their material because parts of the jokes were, you know, sort of bastardizations of, of routines that I've heard Carlin actually do. But the audio that they generated out of it was an amalgamation of how George sounded over the course of 25 years. Like, yeah, like, it didn't sound like it didn't sound like him at a specific age. Yeah, it's yeah, there was a, yeah, George yeah, Carlin never sounded like went, that. The same way when I went to see Indiana Jones on the Dial of Destiny, how they really did a pretty good job making him a young indie. But for the old indie voice, the old Harrison Ford voice to be coming out of that face was yeah. wrong. At the same yeah. time, they didn't lock in on a young George Carlin, a middle-aged George Carlin, no. or an old cantankerous George Carlin. They got this weird, amorphous, outside-of-time yep. version of it. Yeah. Because they scraped like, 40 years worth of his voice, like, yeah, without yeah. any of the changes at all. So it's just random. Yeah. It, well, and I, I, to me, here's it. It sounded more like young George Carlin than, like, it, it didn't sound exactly like 1970s George Carlin, but it sounded more like 1970s George Carlin than it sounded like 1990s George Carlin. But Sasso, or I'm, I'm saying Sasso, I don't know that he wrote it, but like the team, the dude see team clearly wrote it inspired by the comedian that he was you know late in life like when and i think yes. people tend to rem i think that, that people tend to remember classic carlin as he was in the 90s and the early 2000s he dies in 2008 i think when was his last special probably if he died um, in 2008 probably a little earlier let me see if i can look that up while I'm talking but it had the voice inflections of his entire career and it was too crisp and too young sounding and it sounded like it sounded more like the guy who did the words you can't say on television then it sounded mm -hmm. like the guy who did the you know i hate liberals and i hate conservatives equally which right. is it sounded like no that's, that's late later that's that's late part. Part. Oh. where would you put all your stuff it sounded like the mm -hmm. guy when you buy your stuff you just get another home for more stuff but it was a different guy. later column. right and it, but it didn't sound exactly like the stuff guy either it sounded like oh. a glob a weird amorphous glob of carlinness <laughs> It's definitely it definitely lives in that sort of 1990s, you know, jamming in New York back in town sort of space. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. it very clearly his last special was not his last special was in 2008. And yeah. you can like, so like right, before a, again, right, right before he died. And as a lifelong fan of Carlin, what I can say is you can hear the age in his voice. Like you yes. can feel the, you can feel like his voice just wasn't mm -hmm. what it used to be because he got mm -hmm. old and that's the way that it mm -hmm. works man. in this special. They have scrubbed that because of the way they scraped his voice. And so mm -hmm. it feel that's where that, again, it, it lends to that uncanny Valley feeling because it's ageless in a way that is creepy to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. Like it, yeah. it, it doesn't, it, you can't pinpoint it like you're saying, and therefore you're sitting there like, what, what Carlin are they going for? Which leads me to believe that it's, they don't even know. They don't know, or that the, I mean, the tech's not, I mean, will the tech be there one day? Yeah, it will be. Um, a thing that, you know, this is, this has come up before, um, when you're talking about AI, when you're talking about technology, um, uh, any technology is the worst today that it will always, that it will ever be. So like, like voice cloning technology will only be better tomorrow than it is today. And it will only be better the next day. It's never going to,
going to get worse than it is now. So will they get there eventually? Maybe. And then we, you know, hopefully we figure out the ethics of how we're going to deal with this because there is the ethical issue. I, I understand that. But like just the this was disingenuine and it was just so weirdly broken. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> to, to, I mean, at least to me, it felt weird. Yeah, there was some me, lack of me. humanness somehow. Right. And yeah. so I couldn't get into it because I honestly, I mean, like, I honestly did try. I miss George Carlin, too. I'm sure his daughter misses yeah. him more than we do. Right. Like, yeah. like, I I enjoyed his humor a lot. I've watched the specials as recently. I mean, so I've watched Carlin specials as recently as a month ago. Like, like, just like sometimes I'll just put I'll just put one on and listen to them because I find it funny. All those, you know, formative humor for me. I I remember like I know Steph knows because I I know the most recent classic comedy special that I watched was Klein's. I watched the I can't stop my my leg bit and made Stephanie watch it with me literally like a week and a half ago. Right. Yeah. A couple yeah. minutes of it. I, yeah. Enough to just get the, the idea. Just, <laughs> the, just in the past month, I listened to Carlin's difference between football and baseball. Baseball, how in baseball, in football, yeah. it's an end zone. In baseball, you want to go home, just go home. Safe. safe at home, safe at home. Yeah, yeah, that's that humanness that we didn't get. Right. Yeah, and it, it didn't. It didn't have that because because it wasn't a Carlin bit. It was a Will Sasso bit. And it and like I honestly think it would have been funnier had it. Now, I mean, this is, this is there's, there's sort of an unfairness about this, right? Because I think the counter argument here is it's the argument people make when when they're when they're complaining about like the the dude bros make when they're complaining, like, how come we've got to change the, the races and the genders of all the classic superheroes? Right. Well, you know, like, if, if, why, why does it need to be a black Spider-Man? Why can't they just, you know, make a new character that's black? You know, and the answer yeah. is, frankly, because and, and the answer is because if they did make a new character that was black rather than making Miles Morales, no one would have paid attention to them. That's why. That's what. That's why Miles was invented. Miles was invented because people play. Now, I love the character of Miles Morales. I think the new movie. I think the movies are amazing. I think the character is amazing. But it was purely a monetary decision. There, there was money to be gained in changing spider-man into a black guy that's why miles was invented and i think Bendis, the guy who wrote who created the character i think he would acknowledge that like yeah i do think that there's no one's looking for will sasso right now he's had this you know this was like episode 80 something of his podcast and i never heard of it before this week right so he got the attention that he was looking for i guess do something with it i don't yeah, know why doesn't he use his own material and because he does he's been a working comedian for 20 something years 30 he makes years. his own ai generated comedy special well because no one would care like i mean right. why don't i make an, an ai generated comedy special because i mean okay so here i do right like there on this show i have very often done a a patch adr of i've got an ai content version of my voice that i can patch in a word if i need to if, if i here I'll, I'll do this this was for just as an experiment this is me talking in German, and this is not me. This is the bot. Watch this. Hello, my name is Christopher Maverick, a burst icon in Mitch Mavnenen. Ich sprech agent like Kane Deutsch. All over Windig, Google Translate on these automatic Zutun. I don't speak German. That's an AI trained on my voice that I use when I'm doing, when I'm patching stuff for this show. But normally I would ever only ever do it for a word or two if I need to clean up some audio. Like if I, even listening to it for that five seconds, you could probably hear that it wasn't quite the real me because the more you use it, because it's not perfect. It's just, a, it's just, it's, you know, I 
put enough effort into it to fix a word that is has that has some static on it or something when I'm doing post. That's what it's for, right? So was the whole purpose of this special, I mean, just to gain attention, just for doozy, so. or was it to raise? I mean, you said this technology is still several years away; that AI is only is at its worst right now and will only get better. Mm-hmm. Is it having us? Several years. Is it asking us and making forcing us to ask questions now ahead of time, ahead of the AI being good enough to actually dupe us or to actually confuse audiences? Have they done us a strange favor here? Yes. I mean, if you want to be generous, I'd say both. Right. Like, I I think they did it to he could say whatever he wants. Right. Like, but they did this to get attention. They knew there's no way. I mean, there's absolutely no way they thought we're going to be seen as liberators. We're going to make this and everybody's going to say, oh, thank God we finally brought that Carlin. Like they didn't believe that. Hell, the special acknowledges that it's going to be controversial. Right. Like the special has, well, I'm the only George Carlin you're ever going to have again. So, you know, get used to it. Right. Like they knew controversy is cash. Like they knew what they were going for. Right. I don't think that means that there isn't value in the discussion, which is why we're doing the episode. Right. Like I do think that there is there are questions to be asked. There are things to be thought about that we do not have easy answers for. The reason I end up using it a lot is so my job, my day job is I work as, you know, I'm, I'm an English professor, a cultural theory professor, but specifically I, I teach kids in Pitt's digital narrative and interactive design program. So we are specifically working on the ways in which humanities and technology work together. And AI is a conversation I literally have every day of my life. <laughs> like we, you know, we sit there, we do seminars on it. I work with computer scientists and we work on this all the time. So I don't have answers to it yet. It's an it's a work in progress, you know, and it's not a new. And I know people are like, well, it's, it's brand new. And it's not a brand new problem. These are problems that Marshall McLuhan predicted 60 years ago. So like like if you want to read if you want to read the medium is the message or the medium is the massage or the medium is the mess age. These are all different things that he's written, he's written. Like he talks about these issues 60 years ago. So he didn't have a solution then. We don't have a solution now. It's just an evolving thing that we will continue to evolve. Oh, so two things that I'd like to kick in real quick. One is you said earlier that it was interesting because you said it in the middle of a thing and it kind of got thrown away. But for me, it's the entire point, which is, you know, in the special Carlin, the Carlin bot says, you know, this is the only George Carlin you're going to get. And like for some young fans, they don't even know the original George Carlin. So for somebody, this might be the only George Carlin that they know. And in my head, immediately I went, yeah, that's the fucking problem. Like that's that for me is. <laughs> (laughs) the issue in and of itself is that you know much as i feel about you know movie remakes of fantastic movies that they remake them and the remake always sucks right and you're like stop remaking things that are good go me go somebody go remake like some bullshit from the 80s and make it good don't take a movie i already love and then make it suck mean girls like there's a like there's something salient there for me in that you know earlier you know dave said you're asking for battlestar galacticus you're like battlestar galacticus you're saying yes dave said you know i i miss george carlin and i'll take a bad carlin over no carlin and i'm literally the exact opposite because the good Mm. carlin hasn't gone anywhere 
Like I can actually still listen to the Carlin that's good. So I don't need a bad Carlin. Like I need you to stop making bad Carlins. Do we need it? Do we need a bad Carlin in order to invite people? Because I don't think I've invoked George Carlin to my kids or to my students. Or did we need this poor substitute in order to get us to appreciate? And even if we're still consuming Carlin content, are they? Did we need this to sort of kick off the Carlin Renaissance? Do we, old people who grew up on authentic, new, live human Carlin, need this reminder that it's still out there because we are not transmitting it? We're just sort of keeping it to ourselves. I was just going to say, the answer is maybe, but much in the same way that like for my 17 year old daughter, when I want her to know the music that I enjoy, I don't find a Fleetwood Mac cover band and let her listen to that. We put on the Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like I don't need a, I don't need a cover band to do the material to introduce it to a new generation. I need to introduce the new generation to the actual thing. I and I'm so I think altruistically the best argument that Dootsie has going for it, right? Like if you not academically, but I mean for it for value of it on its own as a cultural artifact to regular people who aren't, you know, professional nerds. You could make they could make that argument, right? Like what we've done is we've put Carlin in the zeitgeist more than he has been in years. So now maybe some 19-year-old goes, What the fuck is this all about? And looks up George Carlin. And you know what? Maybe, but honestly, they're not going to. This did not penetrate to the level that I think is really so I teach a class on popular culture right now on, on cultural studies, right? Like this is a this yeah, do kids is, nowadays even know who George Carlin is. No. And I mean, well, who's kids? Like some do, right? Chris's daughter. Yeah, probably. Right. right. Like, like made from <laughs> cultural theory people. No, I think he's a big enough comedian that he's a big enough comedian that he is known as a classic in a way that I'm trying to pick somebody who's a comedian. I love who isn't going to mean, okay. Mom's Mabley. Mom's Mabley is not, does not have the cultural penetration that George Carlin does. She's actually mentioned in the Carlin special. The bot mentions Mom's Mabley, but like she's not remembered the way. Now, she's also, you know, 50 years older than Carlin, right? Like, so it's even older. So this is a classic comedian that is going to disappear because time will roll on and then she'll only be remembered by comedy nerds. And you know what? Carlin will be too, given enough time. I think he's a little, got a little more appeal than that because probably because he appears in Dogma. And if nothing else, like people will go, oh, I've seen that guy before. Or maybe they'll catch, you know, a Bill and Ted movie or something. Like, I think there are, he's got a couple of appearances that will, for the truly curious, keep him alive in a way that... Was that the movie with John Wick in it? Yeah, right. Exactly. And and I, so I think there's a little bit of that, right? Like there's, but on the other hand, okay, we just talked about Battlestar Galactica. I randomly mentioned Battlestar Galactica as an example to six of my students who I'm doing an independent study with yesterday in a meeting that I, that that I had with them. I I met with a group of students. They are 
seniors who are in my program and they're so they're they're juniors and seniors which means they're all 21 and 22 years old which means they technically were alive when Battlestar Galactica was still on the air not one of them had ever had heard of it and to us it's this amazing classic thing and they're nerds right they're literature and computer science nerds and they know Star Trek but none of them have seen Galactica and they're like and I told them what it was and they're like oh that sounds fascinating and I'm like watch it now right <laughs> like a, you know, so like why like the and they will, you know, because they trust, you know, at some point they'll be like, you know what, this is that show that Professor Mav was talking about. Let me give this a shot. And then they will watch it and they will become better people because of it. Right. So like, I, I mean, I think there I is love, value in that. I would absolutely love if the bang on effect to this, if we ultimately in a month or, or half a year, forget Dudesy, forget Will Sasso, this whole thing blows over. But there's a George Carlin renaissance. But there's suddenly sure. people older material. That would be wonderful. Yeah, right. But I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think I don't think it penetrated as deep as that. Yeah. Well, that, well I, no, I mean, because as you said at the beginning of the podcast, you didn't know this podcast even existed until this week and neither did anybody else. And next week, no one will remember that it existed. Like I'm gonna, it, it's I'm a gonna, very small. I'm gonna disagree slightly, only because really? I think it's a popular podcast for its clips on TikTok. It, I don't know how TikToky y'all are, but they there yeah. are clips of dudesy there a lot, usually doing the same thing. They'll play a Tom Hanks narration that never mm-hmm. happened, and they'll be having laughs about it. So I'm wondering if, in the same way that Battlestar Galactica is unknown to your students. I'm wondering if Dudesy is something that is better known to a much younger generation. No, the TikTok because the TikTok problem. This is this is come. This is a different show, so maybe we'll do this show okay. one day. What's the TikTok um, problem? One of the, the TikTok problem is given the way TikTok works, it's actually harder for what is what ends up happening with TikTok is the content becomes notable, not the creator. So on uh, YouTube, and this is why I think this is why I think Dudesy did it right. They wanted people to mention their name on YouTube. YouTube, people will follow a person. They'll, they'll be like, I am a fan of Christopher Maverick. I am subscribing to the Christopher Maverick YouTube channel or the Vox Popcast YouTube channel or the, you know, I'm, you know, I'm into Creator X. This happens on YouTube. It happens on Twitter. It happens on the way TikTok works. It's so ephemeral that what ends up happening is you say, oh, you know what? I loved that Tom Hanks bit. Who made it? Yeah. I don't know. It's the Tom okay. Hanks bit, you know, and, you know, the one where the one where the AI Tom Hanks made like made like stupid comments like, oh, that was so funny. And then people will be like, oh, I did see the funny Tom Hanks bit. Oh, well. And that's it. Right. And maybe three or five or 50 different people are making goofy Tom Hanks bits. And if you see the Tom Hanks bit and you like it, then you like it and you might subscribe to that person so that if, so that you see more bits like theirs. But you never um, for the most part for the short form video format, like it sort of discourages the individual creator from getting fame in the same way as a YouTube or a Twitter does. Now, okay. the difference is it will work for it will work for longer form TikTok formats like where like if you're a big fan of somebody's analysis and you subscribe to them to hear them talk but like like so you might follow you might be like I like this comedian I'm going to follow I don't know whoever I don't know what comedians are on TikTok but like I'm going to follow Jay 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 Okay so, yeah oh 
oh, and Jessel Nick's funny, right? So like if you like Jessel Nick jokes, you might follow Jessel Nick on TikTok and like that works, but it doesn't work as well for, hey, everything else feels more like a meme. And like, I don't know who creates memes that I watch either. So, so like, that's why, like, I think that's what, why they did it. Right. Like Dudesy's hope was people will pay attention to this and they will, they'll think of us as the people who did the controversial George Carlin bit. And I just, I don't believe the gambit's going to work because I keep forgetting to call them dudes. I keep calling them Will Sasso because he was the one that I already know from a thing he did 25 years ago. Right. Like, I'm like, I don't even know him from like, I'm thinking of it as the bit that was done by the guy who was on Mad TV decades ago. So, yeah. I don't I mean, but I could be wrong. Maybe it catches on fire and, you know, maybe video George Carlin is the new Max Headroom and it's just, and he's, he gets a whole posting bit and he'll just be there from now yeah. on. But that's like funny that, that you invoke Max Headroom because Max Headroom is almost like the inverse of this, right? Max right. Headroom was a guy trying to look digital, but in fact was yes. under heavy uh, prosthetics and makeup and digital. But I think that's what this is too. <laughs> mm. I think this is Will. I think this is Will Sasso using technology to look like to sound like an AI. It's what I think this is. So, so to switch, let me can I switch gears a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's one other thing that we haven't talked about that I absolutely have to talk about, and it's yeah. so I watched this thing twice. Mm-hmm. The first time. Did I? Okay, so sorry. Backing I, you know, up, I'm, smi- you know, I'm smiling as I say that. I'm wondering if you're going in the same direction I am. Go, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Okay, so, 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 you know, good text, good textual analysis practice, right? I wash it once and then I watch it a second time, you know, to see mm-hmm. what I missed. But admittedly, the first time I put it on and then I watched it like I do other comedy specials, which is I don't watch it. Like I put it on and I listen to it while I do other shit. Mm-hmm. The second time I was like, okay, well, let me go back because I'm looking for something. And so I put it on because I was going to listen to it again. And I actually sat here and watched it. And I have to talk mm-hmm. about the hell, the hellscape that is whatever the hell is going on screen while this thing is playing. Yeah. Visuals that they included. The, the majority yeah. generated AI videos, visuals. Yes. <laughs> It's it, it's batshit cuckoo crazy. Like I like whatever. <laughs> like that made the special exponentially worse for exponentially. The, the, the AI that they yeah. use to generate the uh, again. I do enough of these that I know that I can see that I can see them. And yeah, stable diffusion is a mid journey is almost certainly the one that they used in order to generate the artwork. It's the most popular of them. And oh my god, was it? Yeah, it, I am totally. The image I can't get out of my head is Amber Heard having explosive. Dialogue. Diarrhea. That's yeah. the one image that burned itself into my soul. Just some interesting choices for inputs in the first place. Like, I want to know what your prompts were to get the nightmare that you got out of the yeah. you got out of it because yeah so I've, I've used I, so i use play, playground ai a lot because mid-journey mid-journey costs too much money to use in an academic setting because in order to get usable images out of any of them you have to do so many iterations on creating on tweaking and creating the prompt in order to get them and then you still end up with very crazy you know that <laughs> and so yeah i i mean money was put into that to make that happen and i wow it was a choice i suppose artwork in and of itself is enough for me to say no one should ever do this ever again <laughs> <laughs> 
on top of the, the artwork it just bothered me when they laughed and i was annoyed um, with their choice oh, of when to laugh the, the the piping in of 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 laugh track you know like like just in the middle of a voice you might get one of those, but... why is that there it, yeah. you know like it, it was just not done with the artistic level of concern that someone did when they were hitting the laugh track button on a 70s sitcom they it was it was weird yeah, so you think that was human choice or artificial i don't know i mean like i hope it's artificial because then it would make more sense yeah. if, if it was just bad at it but like it was like it was very canned laughter and it was not well applied it was jarring what i will say to to you both the three of you and to you dear listener wherever you may be is if you do decide to watch this monstrosity fast forward to 4339 and that image will haunt your nightmares for the rest oh, of your natural life. You're talking about now i'm gonna uh, oh, look at this and this isn't amber heard this is something else no this is something else 4339 <laughs> that image will haunt me for the rest of my days yeah i didn't look i wrote that time down i'm gonna go and look Oops, I wanted to point out one other thing. There was a, a another person who was going to be on guest on episode was my friend Kingdom, who wrestling buddy of mine, who's also done work as a stand up comedian. But then he had a wrestling gig, so he couldn't be here today. But he pointed me at Alan Alda on his podcast where he talks about lots of different stuff. But he very recently did an episode on AI, and he basically talks to Chat GPT and he, he uses a fake voice to you know get it to talk back to him. And he and he, it's a very interesting episode. But in the middle of it he has it generate a five minute scene from a fictional episode of mash and then he invited mike farrell on and they basically 40 years later jump back in and they do you know a scene from mash starring you know like starring honeycutt and, and hawkeye arguing about their box shorts and it was written by the ai and it was interesting because it was the actual performer i mean their voices are clearly like we said their voices older are 40 years older yeah the, well, yeah, they sound like they do now rather than sounding like they did on the show in 1980. But like also was interesting. They did it and then they talked about what it felt like to be performing words that were in it. And then even then, Alda acknowledged he's like, now, to be fair, I sat in front of ChatGPT for like two hours to get this five minutes to where I felt comfortable asking you to perform the scene with me because he was just like, it, he, he acknowledged, he was like, it gave me a scene that was the bare bones of a MASH episode. But then he goes, but there was just parts where I was like, that's not funny. That's not something that BJ would say. That's not something that Hawkeye would say. So there's like a he's like there was a lot of him tweaking it and then reprompting it and he said like i think he didn't actually ever write any of the jokes himself he was just trying to continuously reprompt the ai in order to get the kinds of things that he wanted and he said it would have been easier to write it himself but he did acknowledge that you know as a collaborator he said eh, you know i wouldn't call it a writer but i would call it i would say it collaborated with me on writing a scene from mash to him alan alda who obviously more than almost anybody on the planet has a feeling for what the characters for mash should sound like right so like, mm -hmm. he acknowledged it's a possibility but he is just like no one would ever no one should ever do this as a you know as a standalone replacement because he's obviously invested as a hollywood actor right. in the, well, in in this argument we just had these specs over. he's like no one should ever use this as their replacement for human for human creators because point, oh my yeah. god it was well he was just period he's like it has no soul it needed him to direct it in order to make it you can probably something good soul with right. but it's not like that's called being a writer. Yeah. Well, I mean AI probably can. 
some point. But it's also why, like, it's also why I said earlier that there's no way that AI wrote this special because so, so, you know, for my own part, the reason I use this technology every day is because, so I'm a working screenwriter. That's what I do. And I sit here at my desk some days and there are times where I'm like, I wonder if this actually works right so you can so i in my brain i cast the movie a little bit i go in i put the words that i've written into the mouth of whatever actor i i'm trying to like aim for and i hear how it sounds nobody else ever hears that but me i'm using it for my own private use and that's Mm -hmm. The way I use this technology, AI is a tool. AI as a AI is a tool for me, exactly. But Mm -hmm. in having done that like hundreds and hundreds of times, what I will tell you is that it only works because of what I wrote. Right. The the technology itself, like I, I mean, you could make it say whatever you want, right? The reason why it Mm -hmm. works the way that it works is because of what I wrote. The reason why the George Carlin thing that I that I played at the beginning of this you know, episode sounded the way it did is because I wrote it that way. Right. Right. Hey, you're like, make it sound kind of like like those jokes. Right. Right. And maybe one day, but now there's an alternate question. You know, when it gets to the point, and this is the point that the AI was trying to make, right. The AI version of Carlin was trying to say, you know, if you're under the age of 20, I'm the only Carlin you'll ever get. So, you know, you should be happy with it. Right. Like it was saying, yeah, that's that's, so depressing. That's what, that's what it was trying to say. And it's like, eh, I mean, sure i guess but unless you go to youtube yeah exactly (laughs) unless you go to youtube and just watch a carlin special and i like i get the point that he's trying to make but this is the only this is the only carlin that's going to talk about donald trump yeah well yes and sure but like but again i'm more interested as someone who is a lifelong fan of carlin as someone who saw his first carlin special 40 something years ago. I probably saw him the first time when I was like five or six years old. So like for going back that long, I am more interested in hearing Will Sasso's take on Donald Trump than I am on hearing Will Sasso guessing what Carlin would have thought of Donald Trump. It, it reminds exactly. me of like, like, like I see people right now arguing, this is going to be a, a slightly depressing take and I don't want to go down this path too far, but I watch people arguing about, well, where would Martin Luther King have fallen on the Israel versus Gaza war? Where would he have fallen on Black Lives Matter versus whatever? Where would he have fallen on this? And the answer is it doesn't matter because Martin Luther King died 50 something years ago. Like he did not live in our world to have our world experience. How would Martin Luther King have felt about Donald Trump? I mean, I think he wouldn't have liked him, but also thought he was an asshole like the rest of us do. Like the rest of us do. But like, I, but like I'm adding like, like the reason I'm saying that is because I feel that way about Donald Trump. Right. And so I'm deciding that he would have like and and everything that i know about him makes me like i have i can make guesses but what's more interesting is since king died a hundred years ago or not hundred years ago since he died six years ago what does someone who grew up in a world left by king me what do i feel about you know that person that war that whatever and you know which is why i think it's more interesting ultimately to hear will sasso in his own words inspired by george carlin which i'm sure he was than i am to hear will sasso doing carlin and his opinions on ai because these are clearly sasso's opinions on ai like his opinions are 
we should be able to use this as a tool to get the humor that I loved as a child. I guess that's what he's trying to argue. And I disagree with him, but it's, it's, a, it's a fine point. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. he doesn't even have the notoriety of even a Will Sasso. These are writers at Dudesy that have Will yes, Sasso sure. as part of their staff. But they don't even mm-hmm. have the cultural importance that someone as, excuse me, I'm even more so minor than Will Sasso, but they're in a situation where they don't have a microphone otherwise, or don't feel they do. Right, 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 right. So, well, and the other piece of this is right. like going back to the, going back to that, you know, this is the only Carlin you'll ever have or whatever. One of my, one of my favorite sort of genres right now of YouTube is these like, you know, 20 something year old kids who are discovering stuff for the first time. It oh, is yeah, the first time they're that. hearing Carlin. Yeah, those are it great. Is the first time they're here. I <laughs> love those things. Right. And they're like, this is hilarious. I love this guy. I want to listen to another thing or whatever that I love mm-hmm. that genre because it is these people. It, it's doing the thing that I would rather have happen than mm-hmm. what Dudesy mm-hmm. is doing. Right. It is literally that introduction of something brilliant mm-hmm. to someone who's never heard it before. Those two you know? twins who yeah. um, who see and listen to Phil Collins for the first time. That is, yeah, I've watched. I, I love those videos. It's too. absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, I would love to, like now I have to search that for Harlan videos. <laughs> <laughs> so we've resolved nothing. Is <laughs> I don't know. I'm still where I was. I didn't post a full blog for this episode because I didn't have enough thoughts about it ahead of time. So I just kind of posted to my own Facebook. I was like, I'm thinking about doing this episode. Does anybody have thought? And I had what I knew would happen, which was most people would have the gut reaction of this is awful, this is horrible. And I knew that would be the case. So I wanted to propose it because I was like, I want to absolutely go into this completely fresh. I didn't watch anybody's reviews of it. I have since seen a couple. I specifically didn't watch Dudesy's follow-up, which I since have, or at least parts of it. I didn't, I didn't listen to all of it. So I wanted to go in as cold as possible in order to give it as fair a chance as possible. And where I'm left is, it was not a train wreck. It was a mediocre at best comedy special that I was annoyed with because it kept reminding me of its own gimmick. That's what it. That, that's what it really was. If it, it like it was so stuck on being what it was that I was that I enjoyed it even less than I think I otherwise would have because I'm sure I've laughed at less funny comedians than this yeah. was. I'm, that was the problem. I think I'm probably being a little more forgiving of four of us here. I do think it was a total misstep not to clear this with the George Carlin estate. Yeah. I think that's they would have said dis- no. and they might have said no, they said no which yeah. and they had to do something different or hell do it with the Bill Cosby estate someone that we're happy to dump on now someone that we don't have any respect for but do appreciate comedy of but don't appreciate the individual whatsoever I'm stuck on not the experience of it but on the duplicity, on the mm-hmm. you're not really talking about AI, big A, big I, AI. Right. You're talking about a gimmick. You're talking about mm-hmm. a little bit of a vocal trick. If they had been more sincere, like, look, we took our comedy ideas and processed it through a George Carlin vocalizer. And I would have said this is relatively harmless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, it's I agree with you on the Bill Cosby thing, right? It is the one, not the one, but one of the things that I actually laughed at in this special where he was yes. like, 
you know, we're going to get AI Bill Cosby and it's all of the comedy and none of the rape. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like I can get behind that. Right. But I came close to laughing there and I, and I, I yeah. never actually audibly, audibly laughed out loud and I wasn't trying not to, but I remember, but I think I actually said, all right, that was cute. I think that was like, yeah, exactly. my reaction yeah. was it? I was like, yeah, all right, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I can get behind that. Right. Um, uh, as a female, I did not think that was funny. Yeah. Oh, all right. right um, but I mean, but I think it's the best that he had. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, it was the cleverest maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But what I will say is that, you know, at the end of the day where I came down was I, it was an hour that I will never get. It was actually two hours because I watched it twice that I will never get back. And the main emotion I had at the end of it was just sadness. Like, which I don't think is what you, I don't think was what you want out of a comedy special. Like I felt sad for us as humanity. I felt sad for, I felt sad for myself as a Carlin fan. I felt sad for his daughter for having this ambushed on her. I I felt sad that these guys thought this was a good idea. Like I just felt sad all the way around. And like, I I don't think that's the outcome you want out of a comedy special. Yeah. I I did feel kind of like, I want to go back and watch old George, actual (laughs) George Carlin now. Mm-hmm. as a result of this. And yeah, it was kind of sad listening to someone who's, and I don't really want to do that again if I don't have to, especially I do, you know, he's not my favorite comedian, but I did like him and respect him as a comedian. So it was a little mm-hmm. bit sad to, to listen to. And I can imagine its effect on his poor daughter and family. Yeah, I don't think they can do this twice. I think this is a one trick pony, even if they can't do another George Carlin special and they probably won't get the attention if they did a what George Burns I don't know uh, Richard Pryor they, let's say they Richard tried Pryor, Richard they, Pryor they, yeah they said they do th- he was one of the ones that they mentioned like we're bringing Richard Pryor back and I mean so they mentioned you know, like Moms Mabley they mentioned Moms Mabley they're not going to get any attention back because you have to be I mean you have to be probably older than we are like yeah, yeah, she's be, in like what Johnny Carson or something no like she's that? one of the she's was one she of these yeah she's black like, yeah, she's one of the of. she's one of the finest comedians of all time. She's one. Of- I would actually like to hear someone that I'm not familiar with because then I that would probably motivate me and I don't know if I'm alone here yeah. to go back and do more it research. It would be weird, but I mean, again, she's it. She's a legend in black comedy from mm. from 70 years ago, right? Like, yeah, like she was pretty old when she was on Johnny. Carson. Right, yeah. right. My grandmother was a big fan of Mom's Mayla, so like that's uh, and you know, my so for the listeners, if my grandparents were alive, they'd be in their hundreds now, and they were mom's Mabley fans like so she's been gone a while right like so i don't think you can get that prior i think would get the same level of attention george carlin got but i don't think i don't think it will i agree with dave if if you do it again people are going to be like oh those same guys are are, are doing richard prior now you and like like that's that's how much and it's, it's not going to make a news flash the same way it's just going to be it's a yeah. it's exactly the same problem as like you know you got one shot at doing winnie the pooh blood and honey you did it and now they're making a second one they're like oh we're gonna have tigger yeah. in the second one i mean it'll be a while at the very like, least it won't be yeah no they'll try they, maybe not them but someone no the i think they'll try it within the within the year i think oh they, you think doozy will yeah absolutely i think because it's not hard to do right like like all you all they have to do is write a one-hour comedy special and then feed it through a voice generator it's not yeah. it's not you know i mean it's hard to do but it's exactly as hard as the way they did it is exactly as hard as just writing a comedy special like yeah you know so at every day feeding it, actual feeding it in and training it isn't as hard as you think like yeah it, it, it literally it 
I literally from zero to having something I could play online had it in a half an hour. Like it took very little work to train that AI at this point. And now Chris did it and it was funny enough for the bit, but that was 60 seconds long. If it had gone on for 40, it would have been too much, which was my problem with this special, right? Like I could hear that it was the impression for, you know, and I could probably tolerate it for a minute or two, but there were 60 minutes of it. And I was just like, I was so cognizant of the fact that it wasn't him because it kept going in a way that I don't think, I don't think is, I don't think can work. And that's why I'm like, I'm not going to sit through this with Pryor. I'm not going to sit through this with Mom's Melee. I'm not going to sit through this with anybody. I'll like, I'll just go watch, you know. It would be interesting, though, if a comedian didn't experiment who is, you know, currently alive Uh and did this and just to see what the reaction was and how that differs from. I mean, people have, right? Like, I don't know. You can tell. Like, again, Alan Alda, I'll play when we're done. I'll I'll play the Alan Alda bit for you stuff on his podcast. And it's. But again, we know that's AI. Right. And he said, if he'd done the first pass, you absolutely would have known because it wasn't. I mean, he talks about it. He says it wasn't that interesting. Well, I mean, not necessarily like now, but down the road. Sure. One day, I guess, if you know. And when that's the case, that's a different issue is to, you know, when we get to the point where AI has passed the Turing test and can replicate art as well as humans, then yeah, maybe we don't deserve our jobs anymore. I mean, I'll, is that what you want me to say? Like, if it, if if it can write as good as as good a script, as good as a screenplay or a or a comedy special or you know or design code, if it can do anything as good as a human, then sure, that's the point of technology is to which is the point of special they, type if, make. If it can but, do all so, the work for us and we can just sort of like you know hang out on vacation and do work we, we wanted to, for yeah, yeah, you want personal fulfillment, and that then, won't happen. What will happen is though, you know, like like that's not how capitalism work but sure if the, <laughs> in a better well, we world sure list, yeah. huh? well that's a different episode but yes that's a, that's my argument against it in a better world sure we could use technology to make all of our lives easier and not just make the rich richer but that's not the world we live in so <laughs> so i don't so i don't know anyway now we're depressed well, maybe ai can change the world oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's our only hope. Anyway, thank you guys for doing this with me. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Um, yeah, of course. Dave, where, where can people find you? AdavidLewis.com or on what's left of Twitter X at ADLewis. <laughs> Chris, what about you? You can find me at CBellPhD.com or on what's left of Twitter at DocChristopherB. <laughs> oh, what's left of Twitter. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, anything you want to plug? No. You don't want them to find you? And what's left of uh, no, I don't really. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> need a plug here. So. As always, you can follow me on what's left of Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or threads or blue sky all the places always at chris maverick yeah I'm, i use blue sky sometimes when i, when I remember I'm, i also have a mastodon account i'm gonna i'm gonna be straight up i haven't remembered to post even links to the show to mastodon probably in like three months because i just every time i i think about it i'm like oh yeah mastodon and i just i forget that it exists so you know but i'm on those things you can follow the show we're on twitter and we're on blue sky at vox podcast oh we're on Facebook too. Uh, and you can follow the show's blog.
blog at www.voxpopcast.com where we post about whatever we're going to be talking about next week. There's a really interesting post up right now by Wayne about kaiju movies. We're going to do a show on kaiju soon. It'll be really interesting. So we want to know what you think. Leave us comments on that blog and let us know what we should talk about when we do the episode. Or leave us comments on this or any other show and suggest topics or things that you want to hear us talk about. If you enjoy the show, and we certainly hope you do, then please subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify or Pandora or wherever the hell else you get podcasts from. And do us a favor. Leave us a five-star review. That really helps us out, especially if you don't just leave a rating. If you write a little review where you say a little something about how much you love the show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, that gooses the algorithm, makes us more popular, and makes me feel all warm and happy inside. I would like to thank Maximilian of Thoughtform Music for our epic theme song building ever so more epically and playing us out. I'd once again like to thank all of my guests for joining me. I'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.